RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Trenches. Unfortunately, uh, this is not going to be a victory Monday. The Buccaneers did not get it done yesterday, and they fell to the uh, probably playoff-bound Texans. Not a bad football team in our house. You know, uh, fought them. Jameis did the best Jameis impersonation as he can do. Jameis is Jameis. Uh, I went to the game yesterday on Saturday and we had a, had sweet tickets. And by the time I went in the East Club and went up the escalators and got to our play, you know, to our suite with 14 minutes left in the game, it was 14 nothing Houston. Now, the one interception for touchdown, the second one was brought back, ended up being 10 to nothing, but. It's sure hard to win a game when you spot somebody 10 points almost before the game starts, okay? When that game was all said and done, the Bucs are more talented than Houston. I think the Bucs are more talented than Houston. Listen, the Bucs didn't have their top two receivers. You take Hopkins and, you know, whoever you want to take off that team, they're in trouble. I mean, you can't, you know, Watson can't do everything himself. And Jamins can't do everything himself, but he also can't kill the team himself, and he does that too often. You know, out of all the interceptions that he threw, it's hard for me to evaluate a football player when things aren't right, and things weren't right yesterday. First of all, when you play a football game, you get evaluated like a football player, regardless of how injured you are. It was pretty evident yesterday that Jamins' thumb wasn't right. He wasn't. He was way less accurate than he normally is. There's times where he's inaccurate, but yesterday he was a little bit off, okay? He hadn't been that off in a, in a while. A lot of balls were soaring, a lot of balls going behind people. It's the end of the season, people, everybody's beat up, okay? And it's hard to evaluate this team because I said last week that pretty much the evaluation for Jameis Winston is over, okay? When you lose Mike Evans and Godwin and you don't have a running game, what is there? If this was Aaron Rodgers, we'd be making excuses for Aaron Rodgers how he has no weapons. So you have to be fair with Jameis Winston, okay? And, you know, with the Bucs, without their big guns, without a credible running game, when I mean not a credible running game, I mean our running game stinks. We had one run. That's it. There wasn't much else. We don't attempt to run the ball. And Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians, when you're sitting down meeting, I would say this. I would start with this. Saturday's game, if we punted the ball a lot, we'd have won. If we'd have punted the ball a lot, we'd have won. Let's stop giving away games. But it's tough because, you know, like that first interception was a lazy, 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 lazy route, okay? But, God, you can't throw that ball. (laughs) You don't see the great ones make that throw and that interception. Never, never. It's either Houston is all on top of our game plan or we don't have the right people throwing it and catching it. And when you talk about Jameis coming off of two 450-yard passing games, sure, it's the most in history, but when you throw the ball 45-plus times every week, Jameis especially is going to have three picks. Okay, that's just the way it is, period. And when you have four 
out of the last five games, the first drive of the game, you threw an interception. Four of the last five games, you threw interception on the first drive. You don't see interceptions on the first drive very often. And that's saying a lot about that athlete, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. But listen, Jameis does some amazing things in between doing the most boneheaded things. He does amazing things in between boneheaded things. And there's some boneheaded things happening out there. Definitely was sowing some balls earlier. And he's, Jameis is fearless in a good way. And he's fearless in a bad way. He, he, he can get himself out of a lot of funky situations, as can Deshaun Watson. We saw it yesterday. Jameis will get himself out of a lot of situations, but he also gets himself out of a lot of situations and gets himself in trouble. Sometimes you'd rather an Eli Manning who just falls and crumbles and, then he, and he will punt it or live to play another down other than throwing a ball behind his back and doing all kind of crazy stuff. And um, that's the fearless bad. The fearless good is a Jameis, you know, dropping dimes on our receivers on a regular at, to the point where, you know, there's only a few quarterbacks in our league that can make those throws. There was a few drops yesterday. And when it's all said and done, our defense played their asses off, man. We, we, it was 17-17 and half. We gave them 10 points. We just handed them 10 points. Okay, It, it should have been 14 because we put them deep twice. So we had him 10 points. It was 17-17 at half. And the defense uh, only gave up six points in the second half. Six points. That's it. That's against a playoff-bound Houston Texans team. Okay? Let, let me get back to this offense and our running game or lack thereof. Ronald Jones had one big run. Other than that, there was nothing going on. There never is. We just don't try to run the ball. So you have a Houston team who's having problems scoring on your defense. And in the second half, you're going to come out and just wing the ball up and down the field. Um, When we have minus our two biggest playmakers and we have injuries and we can't run the ball. And it just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And the Buccaneers, I don't know if they're better in high flying games or they're better at, you know, ugly low scoring games, but they haven't really been out of a game yet this year. Maybe a couple games they lost by a couple touchdowns, but they've been in the majority of the football games they've been in all year long. Now, Cameron Brait is a guy who is making a lot of money, and if he just wasn't making a lot of money, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. But, brother, <laughs> at the end of the game, you got to make that catch, bro. With 334 left in the, on the clock, and you're driving, and it's fourth and three, and they have a perfect call, and that's the easiest catch on earth. There's nobody around you. Make the catch. Make the catch. It seems easy. It, it ain't. There's some guys out there that were play that were, that were balling. Okay, JPP making money. You get three sacks in a game, you're making money, man. Like JPP missed the beginning of the year, but he's going to be evaluated towards the back end of this year, and he started to make some money. I like to see JPP come back because he plays his ass off. He plays hard. Our team had five sacks. That's all good. We held Carlos Hyde, 17 rushes, 27 yards. Deshaun Jackson, 19 for 32 for 184 yards and an interception. No touchdowns. If we turned our turnovers into punts, we beat, we beat Houston yesterday. Turn our turnovers into punts. Now, I'm a stickler for little things. Little thing, okay? 
Schnell, our new punt returner, who's actually son a son of my quarterback that was in college days, Schnell was our quarterback my senior year. At the last, with 30-something seconds left, why in the hell are you fair catching the ball on the three-yard line? Everybody knows the rule is put your heels on the 10. If the ball goes over your head, let it go. If you fair catch on the three, what can be worse than that? Two or one, that's it? You let the ball bounce into the end zone. Come on. I mean, that's elementary stuff. Who's our special teams coach? Because he hasn't done diddly poop all year. We haven't blocked a punt. We haven't returned anything. We don't ever look like we know what the hell we're doing. I don't know who our special teams coach is, but I'm not, I'm not impressed. I'm really not. And, you know, coaching-wise, I thought coaching yesterday was abysmal for me. Okay, I didn't like the play calling. Um, there's times where I feel like going, why the F do you have Ronald Jones in there on short yardage? He's on a short yardage back. Ronald Jones is not a great runner in between the tackles. He's not. He's not. Give me Peyton Barber all day long. And Peyton Barber fumbled the ball. Little things. Well, that's not a little thing. That's a big thing. But to me, I don't think Ronald Jones is a short yardage back. I really don't. We had him. It was half, halftime was 17-17. Houston had 86 yards offense. Okay. There were six turnovers in the first half. Wasn't, wasn't a clean football game on either side of the ball. And the thing is to me, when your defense gives up six points in the second half and you lose the game, um, that's a problem because they're going to be watching film today at one buck place and they're going to be kicking themselves because they are, they are as talented, if not more so, when they're full strength than the, uh, than the Texans. And I picked the Texans to go to the Super Bowl. I don't think, I don't think they can now, but I, I think they're a talented bunch. I don't know if they're talented enough. But as a Buccaneer fan, when it's all said and done, it doesn't really matter if we go eight and seven, seven and eight. It's not, you know, our draft status will be better. I would have liked to have seen them win that game and win out would have been wonderful. But it doesn't change my opinion of this football team. I still think this football team is going in the right direction. For all of you to want to talk about Jameis Winston and here, I got a, this one pizza lover who does email me quite often. Uh, Winston and his money. Do you think that Light is secretly happy Winston pooped on himself today on a national stand? I mean, can he ask for 35 to $30 million a year when he just pissed away three games a year with brain farts? Well, pizza lover, here's how it goes, okay? He's going to get $25 million if he gets franchised. If you don't franchise him, somebody else is going to give him $25 million. That's just the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Tannehill is going to get his money. There's just not a lot of quarterbacks out there, my friend. When the Pittsburgh Steelers are putting out, you know, Joe Bag of Donuts, and there's quarterbacks all over the place that I've never even heard of before. Jameis Winston is going to pass for 5,000 yards. Pass for 5,000 yards. It's a lot of yards, people. Put them out there. Somebody's going to gobble them up. Somebody's going to have the equation. So it's not about what we think Jameis Winston's worth. His going rate's going to be $25, $30 million. That's the way it goes, whether we like it or not. So... It's almost to the point now where let's stop debating whether Jameis Winston is going to be our quarterback. He's going to be our quarterback, period. Or else we got to bring in a name that we don't have on our roster, and that's not good for progress. You bring another quarterback that wasn't on our roster this year, you got to go back to square one, and that doesn't make any goddamn sense, does it? I don't think it does. Anyways, they lose the game. Um, definitely a game they could have won. We'll put that in the could have won basket. Probably about three of them this year, and... Uh, We'll be thinking about those in the offseason because offseason is right around the corner. Let's hopefully, let's hope that the Bucks 
at least finish strong because uh, Atlanta ain't, they ain't rolling over, that's for sure. If anybody has any questions for me as far as football goes, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Um, make sure you listen to all my other podcasts as well and the Ron and Ian show, which will have a special edition today from 2 to 5 o'clock. Uh, and uh, Ron will be back again at the end of the year. So I appreciate you guys listening in. I appreciate you guys being Buccaneer fans as I am. And uh, like I said, let's hope that they figure out a way to uh, finish this thing off strong next week and uh, we can feel good about ourselves in the offseason. Everybody have a wonderful week and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Ladies and gentlemen, this week on Sitting Ringside, brought to you by Dollar Shave Club, we have our last episode of 2020, and who better to close it out than the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And the way McMahon has always done it, man, he said, now, here's what I want to do. We want to make the public believe as much as possible that you're really this guy. And I said, how are we going to do that? He said, well, we're going to fly you everywhere first class. <laughs> Uh, you're going to, you know, and he says, when you get off the plane, there's going to be a limousine there every town to meet you, to take you to the hotel, hotel, uh, the Coliseum, back to the hotel, and back to the airport. So wherever the public sees you there, they will see the appearance of wealth and affluence. And at that time, the only two other guys that got that kind of treatment were Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. And on top of that, you know, this guy walks out, <laughs> you know, way Vince does things, this guy walks into the room and, Counts out uh, $2,000 in brand new $100 bills and hands them to me. And Vince goes, this is your flash cash. And I said, flash cash? He <laughs> says, here's what I want you to do. He said, now, if you abuse it, you lose it. But uh, he says, for example, he says, you walk in a restaurant, announce yourself and tell everybody that you're picking up the tab and have Virgil with you and have him go around and pick up, you know, add them up, total them up, slap down the $100 bills, get the receipt, bring the receipt back to me, and we'll re- replenish the cash. You know, uh, we all know Rick and, and Rick, and you know how Rick Flair has always been party hardy. And hey, you know, there was a time I party hardied with him. And I, I told Rick, I said, here's the difference between you and me, Rick. I said, you're out there spending all your money and I'm spending Vince's. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>